And I'd like us to read together, please. Psalms 118 from verse 1. Okay, are you ready? All right, read it like you believe it. Read it like you are alive. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't look like you're alive. You don't look like, you, you really don't look like you're alive. Okay, just tell them, try to prove me wrong, okay? All right, let's read together. Let's read. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Keep going. I called upon the Lord in distress. And what happened? The Lord answered me and said, Me, my grace. The Lord is on my side. Yeah. I will not fear. Yeah. I can make Read that again. Read that one more time. What does it say? The Lord is on my side. Yeah. I will not fear. Yeah. I can make Read it one more time. Read it for the sake of your neighbor. Read it one more time. It says what? Yeah. Yeah. Read it again for the other neighbor on the other side. Read it one more time. It says, what does it say? The Lord. Yes. Yeah. Verse 7. Read verse 7. Verse 8. Read that one again. You have to read that one again. Read it again. What does it say? Right. Read it one more time. Yeah. Read it again for the sake of your neighbor. Read it one more time. It is what? Yes. Verse 9. Keep going. Mm. Hey, I can even see you destroying them. <laughs> Verse 12. Keep going, keep going, keep going. But the Lord did what? The Lord did what? Verse 14. Keep going. Say that one more time. I shall. Uh huh. And do what? Say it for the sake of your neighbor. Say it one more time. Yes. Yeah. Do it for the sake of the other neighbor. Read it again. It says what? I shall. 
Yeah. Yeah. You must make that your confession and your profession every day. Say it again. Say it again. Says what? I shall not die, but live and declare. Keep going. Verse 18. Keep going. This is the. We will do what? Verse 25. Keep going. Twenty-seven. Verses to go, verse 28. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Verse 29. Yes. Yes. Give the Lord a big candle of praise. Amen. You know, Psalms 118 is grouped together with Psalms 113. From Psalms 113 to Psalms 118, these Psalms, when you read them, speak of victory. These Psalms is what they called the Hallel or the Doxology, which is from Psalms 113 to Psalm 118. These Psalms, most of the times, are psalms of praise or psalms of hallel or it sounds like hallelujah. These psalms are actually called by theologians the Egyptian hallel because these psalms were chanted in the temple while the Passover lamb was being slain. These psalms were also chanted by the children of Israel at the feast of Pentecost, Tabernacles, and dedications. All these feasts I'm talking about, these were special holidays and special occasions where the children of Israel remembered the encounters they had with God. Starting with him delivering them out of Egypt through what we call the Passover celebration. And God brought them out of slavery, made them to cross over the Red Sea, brought them forth with a mighty hand, brought them forth with a lot of goods and a lot of stuff. And so God wanted his people to remember these encounters. 
He wanted them to stop and pause and reflect on what God has done. And so they would read these Psalms. And very interesting, when they read these Psalms, the Levites would stand before the altar and they would chant these Psalms verse by verse. And the people would respond just like we did a moment ago. The people would respond by repeating these verses. Or the people would shout hallelujah at the end of each verse. And so this is, we are told probably, the hymn that we are reading about that Jesus sang with his disciples before he was crucified. In Matthew 26 and Mark chapter 14, the Bible tells us that after Jesus had had the last supper with his disciples, they sang a hymn. Remember, they didn't have a hymn book those years. They used the book of Psalms as a hymn now. And so they sang this hymn. So it was a very important hymn. These Psalms were also recited and sung with great joy. That's why these Psalms are called a doxology. Those of you who may not come from a, a background of Anglican or, or Catholic, you'll note in many of these uh, religious practices, they are, they are way of running the church is that after they read a scripture, they will sing something at the end. That's what we call a doxology. A doxology is a short hymn of praises to God in various forms. It's often added at the end of a hymn or at the end of a psalm, and they would sing a doxology. But now we're reading Psalms 118. And I want to just take a few things from 118, just a synopsis, just to give you a background of what we're talking about. The first thing that is done in this psalm is that David praises the Lord and talks about his goodness. You know, there's nothing wrong in talking about the goodness of God. There's nothing wrong in celebrating the goodness of God. And he talks about the goodness of God. And then, as the psalmist wrote this psalm, he also understood that the world was against him. For in verse 6, he says, the Lord is on my side and I will not fear. He's saying, even if I'm surrounded by all kinds of things, but because the Lord is on my side, I will not fear anything. He says, because the Lord is on my side, watch this, I will make sure that I approach each day with a specific kind of attitude. In verse 24, he says, this is the day that the Lord has made. He's saying, even if I'm surrounded with all kinds of things and all kinds of problems, I'm aware that God is with me from day to day. And so I'm going to make sure every day when I wake up, I treat that day with a certain attitude. I'll make sure that I will treat each day and approach each day in a certain way. He says, I will approach each day with confidence. Why? Because the Lord is on my side. I will approach each day with courage. Why? Because I will not fear what, God, what men can do to me. I will approach each day with contentment. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. I will approach each day with commitment. And I will approach each day with conquest. Why do you say that? Because I will not die, but I will live to tell the works of God. So David talks about all of this, and this psalm is so important. So I borrowed from verse 24 to use it as a title for my message today. Let's read verse 24 together. Say it with me. This is the day. Thank you. This is the day. Say it again, this is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's read it again. This is the day which the Lord has made. 
we will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to use that verse as a title, but I want to reword it and put it this way. This is your day. If, if yesterday wasn't your day, I want to tell you that this is your day. Maybe last week was not your day, but this is your day. David says, this is the day which the Lord has made. He said, because this is the day that the Lord has made, I'm going to carry a certain attitude about me. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. So how can I live each day like this is my day? Number one, realize that today is a gift from God. Today. This is the day that the Lord has made. Do you realize that there are people who wanted to wake up today, but they didn't wake up? They planned so many things yesterday to say, I'm going to do this tomorrow. If you're one of those disciplined ones, you know, in Saturday evening, if you go to church, sometimes people get out their clothes and iron their clothes. There are people who iron their clothes and never got a chance to wear them because they didn't wake up today. See, that you are here today, that I'm here today, it means this day is a gift from God for me. So many times people never ever live to see the next day. Today adds to the totality of your life. Today can move your life forward depending on how you handle today. Today is a very important day. It's a powerful day. If you learn how to use today, your life can move to a different level altogether. We read in Luke chapter 12, a very interesting story of a man who worked so hard in his life and he postponed doing things that were right, mainly postponed looking after his spiritual life until he decided and he had worked so hard and he felt, okay, now I can take a break from everything. In Luke chapter 12, reading from verse 16, Jesus spoke this parable unto them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. So he had plowed, he had sowed, and he got a lot of produce. Verse 18. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to put all this food of mine. And he said, This will I do. I will. Somebody say, I will. I say it again. He says, I will pull down my barns and, and I will build greater barns and there I will bestow all my fruit and my goods. Verse 19, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have, you have a lot of good laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, chill, relax, drink, be merry. He's looking forward to doing all this. You know, it's almost like what happens to so many of us, you know, uh, that we say, look, I'm going to work very hard and I'm going to amass money so that when I go on pension, I can enjoy all of that, you know. And, and that's fine and that's proper. But you know, sometimes what happens is that when we get to pensionable age, you find that your body is no longer as good as it used to be when you were young. I was speaking with uh, Pastor Ray McCauley and he was saying to me, you know, Musa, I know you work very hard. He said, you know what you must learn to do? I, he said, you know, you must learn to play and, and, and work at the same time. You see, because sometimes we, we work all the time and we, we deprive ourselves of everything and we are hoping to go in retirement and start enjoying life. 
And sometimes when retirement comes, even if the money is there and the time is there, the body may not ever want to cooperate. Are you sitting next to somebody whose body doesn't want to cooperate at all? Huh? You know, you know that happens to us. You know, and, and this was the attitude of this man. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to amass things. I'm going to do this so that I can finally take a break. Note verse 20. Verse 20 is a sad thing. He says, but God said, you fool. You fool. This night, your soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which you have provided? Because when we die, we leave it all behind. I said, when we die, we leave it all behind. See, see you, you, you said you're going, you're going to go on pension and enjoy it. And then, unfortunately, you just live for one year and you leave it all behind. I'm here to tell you this is the day. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not promoting the mindset that waste everything today for tomorrow we die. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying today is a gift from God for you today. Other people never lived to see today, but you are blessed and you are lucky to see today. Even if you're not saying amen, I said you are blessed and you are lucky to see today. So today is God's gift to me. Today heirs to the totality of my life. Today is the day that God has given to me. Number two, that verse again, let's have it up on the screen. It says, this is the day. Somebody say, this is the day. Do it like this point and say, this is the day. Say it again. This is the day. In other words, this is the day. Yeah, this is the day. Maybe in other days where the mara, fandach is fandach, today is today. This is the day. What is he saying? He's saying, if you are to do something, do it today because this is the day. If you want to change something in your life, if it's within your power to change it today, do it today because this is the day. He's saying, in short, don't postpone that which is in your power to do today. Some of you need to go home and tell your wife you love her. Tell your husband you love him. Tell your children you love them. This is the day. Some of you need to go home and do the gardening. This is the day. Some of us, we may need to make right with somebody. This is the day. Some of us, there may be somebody out there that we can show kindness to. This is the day. See, whatever is in our power to do today, we must do today and not wait for tomorrow. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Whilst it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. If God speaks to you through this message today, if God speaks to you through his word or through whatever means and whatever is clearly spoken to you by God, respond today. This is the day. This is the day. Whatever good is in your power to do today, do it today. Why? Because today will never come back. You'll never ever again have a moment like this one. You'll never ever have a day like this one. You know, the, not long ago we went to, to, to a funeral and uh, it was a funeral of a, of a very senior man who had really worked for God for many years in his life. And in attendance was several of very senior men, even in age, who had worked together with the deceased, you know. And as they were talking about the story of this minister, he was a pastor. I was so inspired, you know. 
And listening to all of them, I was so inspired and I just felt, you know what, I want to take a picture with all of them, you know. But you know, the funeral was delaying and, you know, it was, we, we had driven to get there. It was almost more than three hours away and we needed to come back home because I had church the following day. So, you know, we stayed, but the funeral was very long. I mean, ever since we'd been there about eight, six o'clock, now it was like 3.30 in the afternoon. I mean, that was a long funeral. And even at 3.30, the, the, the preacher hadn't preached us yet. How about you? So my wife and I, we felt, okay, maybe we, we should leave. But in my heart of hearts, I just thought, you know, maybe we should stay. But I wasn't sure. But I'm, I'm in a hurry, you know, but I'm hectic. You know what I mean? But, I, but I'm in a hurry, you know. And I thought, okay, let's go. So we left. And I said to her, I remember on the way, I said to her, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to host a special service for these men and women, these senior people, for us to celebrate them. Just to appreciate the work they have done. And maybe I will take the picture there. And then seven days to the time, one of them passed on. And he was the main one I wanted to take a picture with. You see, that day was the day for the selfie. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, that, that was the day for the selfie. But what did I do? I postponed that day. You know, I can't reverse anything. Look at your neighbor and say, this is the day. You see, whatever is in your power to do today, do it today. Whatever God prompts you to do today, do today. Whatever you can do right today, do today. Don't wait for tomorrow because there's no day like today. This is the day. Number three. That verse tells us, don't allow today to pass with unresolved issues. Today is a gift that you and I can deal with unresolved issues. You know, all of us, we, we have issues, problems, challenges. There are things that we may not solve today. But in this instance, there are things that have to do with bitterness and unforgiveness that sometimes we we, we, kind of, we kind of leave them unresolved. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. It says, be angry and sin not. God doesn't say don't be angry. He says be angry, but don't sin. So it's possible to be angry and not sin. Well, you don't want to say hallelujah. You don't want people to know that to get angry, all right? It says, be angry and, and not sin. Note what it says. It says, do not let the sun go down upon your earth. Let me read it in another translation. It says in the New Century Version, when you are angry, do not sin. Be sure to stop being angry before the end of the day. So in other words, if, if, if I hold on to my anger, and I might add to my bitterness and unforgiveness, and I go to bed with that, then according to God, I have sinned. So God said, deal with it. If someone has angered you, deal with it. But you know, and I'll be the first to raise my hand. You know, I've been to bed many times with unresolved issues. And I was angry. You know. And I didn't deal with it. And how many of you have realized when you go to bed angry, not having dealt with those kind of things, particularly if that person is within range. It's one thing if you can't get in contact with them. But even in these days of technology, you can Skype them, you know. 
if you can reach, but if they are within range. Have you ever been there? I know some of you don't want to say amen properly. You don't want to say, you don't want to agree because you are sitting next to your wife or your husband. You don't want them to go highway now. Isn't it funny that we, we can harbor these things and, and, and go to bed angry with each other and, and pretend as though we are sleeping? You know, turning and tossing the whole night and, and, then, and then you wake up the next morning still angry. And you know when you wake up with a day where you start with anger like that, nothing ever goes right. First thing that happens, you oversleep. Next thing that happens, try to go start your car, the car won't start. Or you've misplaced the car keys, or your cell phone is misplaced, or you, you wanted to take coffee to the car with you and it spilled on you. And on the road you bumped into some traffic or some slow driving, slow driver who was very slow. <laughs> and by the time you get to work, everything is dear makeup. And then your colleagues are not treating you nice and everything's fine. And then you, you go the next day like that and the next and the whole week like that and two weeks like that. Just angry, angry. And finally you decide, okay, I'm going to sort this thing out. And you go to your partner and you say, I am sorry. And ah, have you ever felt that way? Ah, and you wonder, Mara, why did I torture myself for two weeks? Huh? And it's so easy to say, I'm sorry. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't even take five seconds to say, I am sorry. I am sorry. Some of you can say, you know, in the first service when I was doing this, I saw a couple sorting things out sitting during the sermon. They just looked at each other and said, I'm sorry. And I thought, wow, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. I mean, how long does it take just to look at her and to look at him and say, I am sorry? Huh? You have a chance to do it now. This is the day. This is the time. And even you, when they say, I'm sorry, don't say, no, no, we'll talk about this at home. Come on. <laughs> just, say, just say, honey, it's okay. Oh, but we go to bed, not having resolved things. We carry bitterness and we carry unforgiveness and things that people have done to us. We remember what they did to us when we were two years old and five years old and we remember what they did to us when we were 21 years old. We remember that uncle who told me that my ears are too small and my nose is too big and, and he told me magwegwe or horo or kiss anybody knows what I'm talking about. Come on, am I talking to people like me? And, and we remember that uncle who didn't compliment you. You know, you remember your parents who took your report and showed it to the neighbors when you had failed and we remember here I I am now, I am 55 years old, I'm still remembering what they did to me when I was 10 years old. And the problem with that is anybody who has offended you, even if you're having a good day, just when they appear, it changes everything about your day. So I'm allowing things that happened yesterday to spoil a new day, to spoil a fresh day, to spoil a new day where I can write a new kind of history, where I can start all over again. Yeah. We give our power away by allowing people to control how we feel. You know, you know there are certain people who, you know, they are nice, but they are not very nice. They are God's people, but they are not behaving like they are God's people. Every time you meet them, it is their agenda, brethren, to offend you. And they are very creative in the way they can offend you. When they come over there, you already know that this one is going to offend me. If you are wise, you say, I'm going to forgive them in advance. 
uh, I will forgive them in advance. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. Can I hear an amen? I'm not going to let them spoil my day. This is the day. I'm not going to let the sun go down on my wrath. But you know, even medical science tells us that some of the diseases that we carry can be traced to certain behaviors. Unforgiveness, bitterness, unresolved issues. I don't know in English what we say to hold them by the heart. <laughs> we have all kinds of conditions. I'm not saying all of them are caused by that, but don't allow that day, today to pass. If you have a chance today to make right with somebody, do it today. Yeah, do it today. Take the initiative. Yeah, but they offended me. It's fine. Jesus says, if they've offended you, you go to them. It's you who wants to be free on the inside. Yeah, do it today. Do it today. You need to reconcile with somebody. Do it today. Maybe they're sitting next to you right now. You can just look at them and say, let's reconcile. I forgive you in advance. Do it today. Number what? Number what? Number four. Start today with the right mindset. Not what the psalmist did. He says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad. In other words, I'm the one who determines the attitude that I carry into that day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will. Somebody say, I will. In other words, it's in the power of my choice to do so. I have made that decision. I will rejoice and I will be glad. Start your day today with the right mindset. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I tell you, it's a lovely verse. It says, finally, my brethren, that includes the sister and two. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Do what? Do what? I can't hear you. Do what? Do what? Can we have that verse in another translation? I want to read it in another translation. Amplified or any other translation. Do you have any other translation besides the Amplified? Let's read it. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, whatever is honorable, whatever is seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, and if there's anything that is worthy of praise. Think on, weigh, and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. There's no day that will be right when we start with the wrong way of thinking. I'm telling you. I tell you. And sometimes, you know, we start the day with the wrong kind of thinking. Negative, angry, expecting the worst, you know. Expecting everything not to work out. One preacher, Novel Hayes, used to say this. He said, he didn't say it in a nice way, so I'm quoting him. It's not me saying it. I'm just quoting him. 
He said, if you have stinking thinking, nothing will ever go right in your life. And it's true. Because as you look around in life, most people who seem to move on in life and, and make it in life in all spheres are people who have learned to think in a certain way. Now, I'm not saying we must go into denial. In no way are we saying we mustn't uh, uh, be honest about where we are. But we've got to find a way to think about ourselves the way God thinks about us. We have to expect things that are good in our lives and look forward to things working out in our lives. Start your day. Start your day with the right mindset. Expect good things to happen to you. Expect God to answer your prayers. Expect God's word to work for you. Yeah. Expect your application to be approved. Yeah. I found out when you, when you do that, there's just this, and even people who study these things, they say there's just something about all of us that we kind of put out signals. And if, if you are someone who's always negative, you put out negative signals. And that's why certain things seem to get attracted to some of us all the time. Hmm. So they come our way and we don't understand. Why is it coming your way? You know why it's coming our way? Sometimes, not always, sometimes. It's because, you know, sometimes the way we think about ourselves. Some people are so negative about life. And I know, sometimes life does all kinds of things to us that it's, it's almost difficult to be positive. You can have so much tragedy and so many problems and so many challenges that it's almost difficult, or if not impossible, to think that anything good but David says, I'm not saying anything good will be good simply because of my power. I'm saying it because this is the day that the Lord has made. And he says, I'm choosing. I will. I will. I will. It's in, it's in the power of my choice. I will. I will. I will be glad. And I will rejoice in it. And number what? Number five. Be grateful for today. He says, this is the day that the Lord has made. So focus on the blessing of today. Be grateful for today. Philippians 4.11. Paul says, not that I speak in respect of want. He says, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. He says, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full, to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. He says in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Give us another translation. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, he made that decision. He made that decision that I'm going to be, live a life of gratitude. I'm not going to look at what I don't have. Because at all times, there will be things that we don't have. And particularly in these days where there's so much of advancement in our world. The minute you buy iPhone 4, they have iPhone 5. The minute you buy iPhone 5, they have what? 6. The minute you have iPhone 6, what do they have? Or oh, 7. Okay. The minute you drive out of the garage with your latest car, just when, you, just when you hit the road, there's a new one already in production. And unfortunately, the system of the world is designed to make us feel that we, we need these things for our lives to be complete. 
That's what advertisements do. Advertisements want to prove to you that your life is not complete if you don't have a cell phone. You know, your life is not complete if you don't drink Coca-Cola. Life is it, Coke. So all the advertisements and they, they work on that, that part of us where all the time we, we, we are in a state of want. And I've realized there's nothing of the things of this world that can ever satisfy a human heart. You can have everything that the world can offer you. A human heart just never gets satisfied with it. And Paul says, I, I have learned in whatever state to be content. Uh, let, let, let's, let, let's start. Let's start. Go, go verse 11. Verse 11. He says, not that I'm implying that I was in, in any personal one, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted. Yeah, I've learned how to be satisfied. He said, in whatever state I am, verse 12, he says, I know how to be abased, how to live humbly in strengthened circumstances. I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. And that's a good balance. If God has given you abundance, thank God for it. But if you don't have abundance, it's still okay. He says there, I have learned in any and in all circumstances, the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having sufficiency or enough to spare. Then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can I hear an amen? You know? yeah. Decide that you're going to live a life of gratitude and focus on what God's blessed you with instead of what you don't have. See, somewhere in the world, there's someone who has less than you. Yeah. Somewhere in the world, you are ahead of somebody. Somewhere in the world. And so you decide. Let's conclude. Your day can never go beyond your level of thinking. David says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Your day will never be a good day if you dwell on the negative all the time. The power of your day is determined by your attitude. You need to decide, this is my day. Maybe I didn't do it yesterday, but today is my day. I didn't say sorry yesterday, but today is my day. I didn't follow God yesterday, but today is my day. I didn't say thank you to my partner yesterday, but today is my day. I didn't do what was right yesterday. I didn't make the right choices yesterday. I didn't follow the right things yesterday, but today is my day. I didn't pray and worship God yesterday, but today is my day. I didn't walk in the power of God yesterday, but today is my day. I was bound yesterday. I was suffering yesterday. I was a prisoner to the power of the devil yesterday, but today is my day of freedom. Today is my day. Am I talking to anybody? Today is my day. I may have been far from God yesterday. I may have walked away from God. I may have turned my back on God. Mara, today is my day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will. I am making the choice to follow God. I am making the choice to make this day a good day. I am making the choice that this day is going to be a good day. Even if they try to upset me, I will not get myself upset because this is the day that the Lord has made. Even if they speak bad about me, I will not listen to them because this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I'm not going to let anybody spoil my day. I will rejoice. I'm not going to let anybody make me to be sad. I will rejoice.
rejoice. I'm not going to let anybody put me down. I will rejoice. Not only will I rejoice, but I will be glad in it. I will sing. I will dance. I will, I will praise the Lord because this is the day. I didn't do it yesterday, but watch me. I have changed. This is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to be different in my life. I may have been down yesterday, but I'm not down today because this is the day. The devil may have walked all over me yesterday, but he's not walking all over me today. I'm going to rise up with the power of God and live as more than a conqueror. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and I will rejoice in it. I may not have been a good mother to my children, but this is the day. I may not have been a good husband to my wife, but this is the day. I may not have been a good child, but this is the day where I'm going to be a good child. God has given me today. Thank God for today. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad. If you live every day like that and you say every day as you wake up, this is the day. The first thing when you wake up every morning, if you could practice this and when you just wake up, you just say, this is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. I know yesterday didn't go well. Mara, today is going to go well. How many of you know that today is going to go well? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And God has given us every day, every day, there's so much potential, so much ability, so much possibility, but it depends on your attitude to the day that God has given you. That you are still here today, it's a blessing. I tell you, I'm so glad for the grace of God that I am here today preaching. This is the day. And then if there's any day, this is the day. Because this is the day. And you can do the same. This is the day for you to let go of unresolved issues. This is the day to forgive. This is the day to walk away from it and say, I'll not hold it against them anymore. From today onwards, I will never ever talk negatively about them. From today onwards, I will never ever allow them to spoil my day. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, I will not respond. I will not be affected because this is the day I am choosing to rejoice. I am choosing to be glad. From today, they will never hurt me. Maybe some of you, you've been abused. Maybe as a child, you've been molested sexually. Today could be the day. But you say, I'm not going to let them do that anymore. I'm going to go to the authorities. I'm going to report this. I'm not going to let this man abuse me again. This is the day. But you also can say, I'm not going to allow my life to sink into destruction. I'm not going to go on behaving this way. You may be here, maybe you're struggling with some addiction of some sort. Alcohol, drugs. Today could be the day. If nothing else, today I'm making that decision. I'm going to do something about this. I'm not going to allow my life to drown in wrong and evil into oblivion when I'm watching. This is the day that the Lord has made. Bow your heads, please, and close your eyes with me. For some of us, this is the day for us to get right with God. 
you may not have taken the opportunity to get right with God, even if it was presented to you. You may have felt shy. You may have felt embarrassed. Maybe you didn't know what to do. But I'm offering you right now an opportunity to pray with you. This is the day for you. This is the day for you to say, God, I'm far from you. I want to know you. I want my life to be changed. I want to walk out of this place a different person. I want Jesus to come into my life, come into my heart, make me a child of God. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed, nobody moving, please. Even in the overflow halls, if you could have everybody seated, please. Right where you are, my brother, my sister. And you know in your heart of hearts that your life hasn't been changed and transformed by God. But you're saying, you know, this is the day for me. I want to be prayed for. I want to invite Christ. I want my life to be changed. I may not understand all there is to it. All I know is my heart hungers for God. I'm longing for something. I may not know how to describe it, but I'm desperate that God will do something in my life and change me because my life is heading in the wrong direction. If that is you and you need prayer and you want to invite Jesus into your life, I want to pray for you. Would you raise your hand right where you are? I'd love to pray with you now. This is your day. Thank you for those hands. Raise it up without any fear, without any doubt. This is your day. This is your day. This is your day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All over. Even in the foyer, I see some hands right in the foyer there. Thank you. Thank you. In the overflow halls, just raise your hands as well, please. There's someone there who's going to help you. I want to ask all of you who've raised your hands, would you please just stand on your feet right where you are, please, if you raised your hand. Stand on your feet, please. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. Jesus. 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 Thank you for your courage. I want to pray with all of you. All right. You don't need to be embarrassed in this church. You don't need to be afraid. We do this all the time and people here would really love to give you support. I'm going to ask all of you, even the people right in the foyer, at the back, if you could just make your way, all of you, to the front and take all your belongings, please. Don't leave any of your belongings behind. Just make your way to the front and come. Let's pray together. Just come, please. All of you, right at the back. Those of you in the overflow, go to the front of that building, please. In the overflow, just come. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day for you. This is the day for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Shall we all stand, please? I want every one of you to know how valuable and how precious you are in the eyes of God. 
You may not fully understand what made you come here. You may not even fully understand what I'm talking about. But what you know is in your heart of hearts, you want God to do something and change your life. God is faithful. He will do that. I'm going to pray with you now. And then after this, we're going to take you to the counseling room. We have trained people, counselors who are going to talk to you and explain to you what receiving Christ is about. They won't take long, just a few minutes. And if there's any other areas of need you need prayer on, they will pray with you. And my goodness, I'm glad this day has come. I'm glad this day has come. Yeah. 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 Many of us in this place, this day came in many different ways. Some of it, some of it was we were not in church. I was 17 years old, went to a service, and I had preaching like this, and they gave me an opportunity like I gave you an opportunity. They said, if you want God to change your life, raise your hand. It's way back 1978, raised my hand. I didn't understand everything, but in my heart of hearts, I knew I need God's help. They prayed for me, and oh, God changed my life. That's what God's about to do in your life. God will sustain you, protect you, keep you. Your life will go on a totally different course. Thank you for coming and for the courage. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Can I ask all of you who are standing out there in the seats, would you stretch your hands towards these precious people? Father, thank you for every person. Available and precious in your eyes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this new start. And every one of them will start being followers of Christ and know you more. Keep them, protect them. Give them an understanding. Forgive them of all their wrongs. Make right God what has gone wrong. Give them a fresh start. Let every one of them know that you love them so and that they matter to you, God. That though the world may dismiss them and though people may say all kinds of things about them, but you, God, you love them so. I pray for every one of them, Father. I pray that today will be that day a day of change, a day of transformation. In Jesus' name.